The National Television Award goes to EastEnders. EastEnders fans far and wide, welcome to another episode of Albert Square After Dark, your weekly EastEnders podcast. This week discussing the episodes broadcast in the UK and everywhere else between the 4th and the 7th of September 2023. Hello there, I hope you're very, very well. Joining me as per usual is the delightful Ree. Hello Ree, how the devil are you this week? I'm alright Rob, it's hot in here. Oh, it's so Been hot. Up. It's I don't like it. I don't like heatwave weather. And it's September. Shouldn't be getting heatwaves in this at this time of the year. Do you remember what we were saying this time last week? Ugh, yeah. Summer's been and gone. We've not even yeah. had a summer. Now look at us. Oh, my God. I do not like. I don't mind it during the day. Do you know what I mean? Fine. That's the, sun, that's the sun's time, all right? But I do not <laughs> like lying in bed at like two o'clock in the morning in 78 degree heat like stuck to the bed because it's just so oh no hate it it's hate just it, hate it's it. been insane yeah i mean you could you know anyone who's not who's listening who's not in the uk like you just can't please us it's too no, hot when ever. it's hot and it's too cold when it's cold so there you go see we're, we're just an unhappy nation <laughs> and the weather does that to us um it so does. this be re an eastenders podcast obviously and we do a yes. podcast about a show that just absolutely swept it at the NTAs this year. Soz. Soz. Yeah, it did. Soz. Um, we, I mean, let's talk about that. We are talking about a show that not only won Best Serial Drama, uh, it also won Best Serial Drama Performance for Danielle Harold, and also Bobby Brazier won Rising Star this year. And bloody marvellous it was too. Bobby uh, was there with his dad, Jeff, and he was bawling his eyes out. And it was just, re- it was really, really emotional. The cast, you could tell, were all absolutely delighted for him. Everyone looked stunning. And the exciting thing was that the women all went dressed as the six. I loved that. And that they all brilliant. looked amazing as well. They all looked stunning. Like, all of them looked amazing in the colours. Didn't they all just look like te- Very. Whoever designated those colours yeah. did a good job. But they all just look like TV stars. They really do, don't they? Like, all six of them are just, like... Well, they are, kind of, Rob, you know? I know they are, but they looked it, didn't (laughs) they? They just all look like... Not even TV stars, they look like movie stars. Like, they're quite happily... Yeah, keep quite happily walking along the... What's it called? The Star Road. What's it called? Boulevard. Boulevard. Boulevard, yeah. Boulevard, yeah. They all fit down there beautifully. But I tell you what, that's amazing. And I knew it, and it deserves it. Was there any doubt? Best serial drama at the moment? The show's on fire. definitely not. Absolutely on fire. It's very, very exciting. Uh, Massive congratulations to everybody, obviously, if you're listening, because why wouldn't you be? Uh, We're very, very proud of you, and we're very, very proud to do this podcast about a soap that is just sweeping all awards. You realise... That's they've won every single award possible for it to win this year. Anything, public, yeah, we're thinking that, yeah, yeah. Anything public voted, if, there, if it was up for Tiddlywinks Championship, the public would vote for it. East Enders would be winning it at the moment. The public are so behind the show at the moment, it's amazing, yeah, very, very well exciting. done, very well done. Um, so we've got another good week to discuss now, haven't we? So, shall we get mm. on with it? Let's do it. So we shall start this week. We're talking about the knights and Ian and Bobby and Freddie. And this week, I really felt that they the, the my favorite part of this entire week was just how Ian Ian was. I feel like they've got his characterization spot on since he's been back, haven't they? Yeah, he's really just come back into it, hasn't he? And even like new cast members 
well, mm. not new cast members, but you know, new characters to Ian. Yeah. Yeah. Even they're like, oh, Ian Beale, got it. Yeah. Got his number straight away. Yeah. Everyone gets it, don't they? Yeah, got the yeah. cut of his jib Even... pretty quickly. Yeah, even Nish straight away. Like, what, what, what were all that about anyway? When they went for that meal and stuff. Like, did the, did I they mean, genuinely have no intention or investing originally? No, I genuinely don't think they have. So Ian has obviously um, kind of promised to Cindy, right? I will cement us back in Walford, and we will show the girls that we mean business, and then they will come flocking back into your life. Obviously, because that's how <laughs> that's oh, how yeah. always works so well for Ian. Uh, so he tries to get Ian and Suki round and to sort of persuade them to go into business with him. Nish and Suki. Uh, what did Sorry, I say? Ian and Suki. Oh, I'm an idiot. Nish and yeah, Nish and Suki. Now Nish, like you say, gets the cut of Ian's jib pretty quickly, and Suki literally only goes around there to take the piss. <laughs> yeah, literally. That's all she's interested in. But then, obviously, Cindy doesn't turn up, and after that. Nish bumps into her in the street, and it mm-hmm. seems like he's it, it seems like he's being won over by Cindy. Yeah, is there a little bit of a? Hmm. Well, see, the thing is with this, I mean, we are talking about Cindy here, who would have an affair quicker than she'd make herself a cup of coffee in the morning. However, I think the thing with Nish is, because I think for a start, if Cindy's going to have an affair with anybody, it'll be George, and we'll talk about that in yeah. a minute. But um, I think the thing with Nish is that Cindy gets the cut of his jib in an instant like mm. that um and i think that in cindy th- th- we know what sort of woman that nish likes you know look at suki you know in some ways yeah. cindy and suki are a little bit similar in the fact that they're both quite ruthless uh they've both got that fire about them and nish likes that fire in a woman and i think cindy mm-hmm. just instantly kind of understood him instantly which in it which ironically is kind of similar to what elaine did you know they've both got that kind of way mm. of just instantly working out somebody so i yeah. think that's interesting but i think that it's yeah. going to be cindy who gets who gets it all sorted don't you yeah yeah definitely it seems like it because she's he seemed like he won over and then obviously he meets up with Ian in pub later and we have all that fiasco mm. that kicks off so <laughs> whether it's still going ahead yes. after that I don't know well yes I mean so um Cindy is basically trying to make up for everything that's happened she sends Gina some flowers and they get thrown in the bin much to Elaine's delight uh and it's she just kind of it basically keeps failing at it uh, meanwhile uh, Ian is sort of aware of what's going on with Bobby and Anna, and he's kind of desperately trying oh, to make yeah, that not yeah. happen. Um, and helpfully to Ian, Freddie has confided in Alfie about what happened between him and Anna on the chip shop floor. Uh, and so to sort of make him feel a bit better, Alfie tells him. He kind of Alfie, Ian kind of senses that Alfie's hiding something, and Ian basically drags it out with him. And then because he's Ian, this is what I mean, so Ian to do this. Uh, he basically just blabs about it in front of the entire Vic and gets himself a punch from Gina, who temporarily turns into Will Smith. Take your sister's name out of your mouth. Bang! And this just punches him. <laughs> yeah, I thought that straight feels... away, Will Smith yeah. line. It's just Will Smith. What? What? Right. Look, she's oh, got... Tell you what. Wow. Learned a few f- tricks from Daddy, isn't she? Jeez. And she just. Well, we've seen that Gina. that. Yeah, we've seen that Gina's quite good in the gym because they're clearly it's something that those two have done together in the past. Because we've seen Gina yeah. in the boxing ring and George is basically there as her coach. So we know that Gina can do this, right? And Ian yeah. was the perfect person to have that happen to him. It's just like, welcome back to Wolford, Ian. Everything's as it should be. Ian's getting punched by random individuals and saying the wrong thing and upsetting everybody. All is as it should be. Ian's back and yep. down. Marvellous. Definitely. Um, that said, though, there was a really, really, really nice moment between him and Bobby in McClunkies, I thought. I loved that. Yeah, it was nice. Although, um, still kind of caused by Ian. 
Oh, totally caused by Ian. Totally caused by Ian. Yeah, yeah, totally caused by Ian. But I oh, really, yeah. really liked it because it was it was a nice way to sort of chip away at Bobby's personality a little bit and for him just basically, you kind of work how they, yeah, he's upset about Anna, but he's more betrayed by Freddie. Uh, and yeah. he's, he's gutted that Freddie's done this to him. And, you know, in Freddie's defence, he he's racked with guilt and realises that he shouldn't have done it. Um, Freddie spends most of the week carrying around a massive pink teddy bear. <laughs> yeah, like, why was that? Where did it come well, from? I've no idea where it came from. I'm presuming that it was for Lily uh, and, and uh, for the baby. Right, yeah, I didn't but, look to that at all. Yeah, but yeah. He, also, he also takes it to this random woman that he has a hookup with and takes it to her house and then comes back on a milk float holding this holding this teddy bear and then we don't see the teddy bear again for the rest of the week. <laughs> like, I mean... I mean, he did well going on a night out and still having teddy bear with him. I mean, what did he do? Just bear. kind of drag that, drag that teddy bear around the clubs? Is that like, you know, a pulling technique? I might try that. It's like a massive, massive teddy bear know, out on the town with me. Uh, the amount of stuff we have handed into our lost property, some of it, you're just like, what? Really? So, yeah, have I can believe it. Have you, had a t- have you had a 10-foot teddy bear ever handed in? Actually, no, we've not had a 10-foot teddy bear. <laughs> I did have something similar, though. Oh, no, it were, um, we had a banana suit. Oh, what, a whole costume? Yeah. <laughs> thought someone had just discarded That got used a lot off. by the staff. <laughs> I bet. Yeah, if I was yeah. working at your bar, I definitely would have given that. <laughs> I definitely would have done. Um, <laughs> Cindy and George, meanwhile, after all this, after this yeah. whole bust up at the Vic, uh, they have a tender little moment, don't they? It, it's mm-hmm. I mean, how, how long are you giving this? Like, if you're if you're a betting woman, how long before those two end up in bed together? A month, maybe. That long? Oh, do you think next week? Oh, give it. Well, maybe not next Monday's week. Monday's episode. Yeah, but <laughs> Monday's episode will just open <laughs> with Cindy and George in bed together. No, I mean, we're in scene. I give it. A, I give it a couple of weeks at the very most. It's yeah. The chemistry there is. I think he's going to be fighting it though. I know he's going to keep fighting it though, isn't he? Because mm. it's it's very obvious in some in some ways the little glances and the little shots we've had of George that he's kind of already forgiven her in his head. He's uh, yeah. putting on a front because of the girls and because mm. he's trying to see it from their perspective. But actually, I think he's gone. Do you know what? I see your reasonings. You kept our daughters safe by doing what you did. So yeah. actually, I totally understand it. I think I think that's where they're headed with it. But mm. yeah, no, I agree. Mm. Um, does Cindy love Ian? No. You don't think at all? I don't know. I almost think she loves him like a brother. Right, okay. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. I don't think it's... Um, oh, I don't they know. don't seem I... to have all that lust they've got with George. I... No, I mean... chemistry in that way. No, it's mean, comfortable you... with Ian. Yeah, you can't exactly imagine the two of them sort of rushing home to spend the evening with one another, so to speak, can you? Like, I no. can't, no, no, I can't imagine that the the sexual chemistry is off the charts as Ian would like to imagine it is. And again, mm. this is so Ian to be in this situation. I'm so, so, I know some people kind of are annoyed by Ian and he, and he irritates them, but I love Ian for that. I think, you know, it's so right that he's back. The show feels back to normal now, Ian is back. And he's just being perfect Ian. You know, he's not being yeah. poisoned by carbonara. He's just making mistakes and awkward kind of faux pas like Ian always has. I th- I'm just so, so delighted to have him back. And the Beals feel on top of the world right now as a, as a, as a kind of family group. I love it. I absolutely yeah, love it. Definitely. Unless we forget as well, Rob, 
Sorry yes. on that note. No. Kathy, Kathy, Rocky and Bobby are currently yes. living with Sonia and Reese, aren't they, sir? Yes, they are. And I really quite enjoyed the image that apparently whenever Rocky's in the shower, Reese is in another room harmonising with him when he's <laughs> singing. <laughs> of course he is. Reese is brilliant. In, uh... I love Reese. We will discuss Reese later on in the podcast. Yeah, but I, I'm, a big yeah. discussion to be had about Reese, I think. Because I'm, I'm, I'm really, really enjoying Reese. But mm. again, it's he seems to have become quite a contentious character. So I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. Um, final thing about the girls. I mean, can do you reckon there's going to be any softening for them towards Cindy anytime soon? I think Anna's the, already the softer of the two with her, isn't she? Yeah. I think it'll it'll take them a while, but it depends where they're progressing with how things are going to go with George. Really, I think. I think what's going to happen with these two is that I think Peter is trying to do his best, trying to sort mm. of get in there. And they seem yeah. to be all right with Peter, and they seem to be all right with Bobby, in all fairness. But I think what Peter will work out is that the best way to do this is not to try and tackle them both at once, but to try and work on Anna, and then they'll work on Gina, because then if they've worked on Anna, Anna will be able to then work on Gina on their behalf. So Possibly, I think yeah. that's... If I that if it was me, that's what I'd do, you know, being the manipulative mastermind that oh. I am. <laughs> Or maybe the other way around, though, because Peter and Gina had a little moment at bar, you know, and she's like, oh, you're quite the diplomat, aren't you? Yeah, and Gina so likes maybe him. He might be able to he might be able to work on Gina himself, to be fair. Yeah, I think they're happy to have Peter in their lives. I think it's just, mm. and I think that in, in itself will lend itself to them softening towards Cindy. It is only a matter of time, yeah. I think. So, yeah, yeah. I, but I'm I'm loving this this story. I think it's fantastic. I'm really, really kind of gripped by it. I love it. I love it. I love it. So, yes, we should see what is going on. Uh, next up, ladies and gentlemen, let's discuss Lexi's first day at secondary school. So, as I say, it is Lexi's first day at secondary school. Now, are you dreading, Ree, the day that you have to do this? One day this is going to be you sending her out, sending your your new crying sweet baby daughter off to secondary school and warning her about secondary school stuff. Yeah, I mean, primary school is enough. I've got a friend who sent their daughter to primary school the other day, our mutual friend. And then oh, yes. she's been in quite a mess about that. I can't even believe how quickly it's happened. But yeah, secondary school is even worse, isn't it? Because there's so much more pressure, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Massively. With that I, age and... Yeah. yeah. Although it's essentially the start of your child becoming a teenager. Like, this is the start of their sort of adult journey almost, isn't it, when you go to secondary yeah. school? Like, literally. I don't know how I'd cope. I really don't think I would. I'd be like, no, screw it. You stay here. I'll go and I'll go in your place and I'll do all your work for you. It'll be fine. You stay here. Well, marvellous. Jay kind of said it. I think the main concern with secondary school is bullies and stuff because obviously there's there's so many kids who are going to be so much bigger, especially when mm-hmm. they're in year seven. Yeah. They're tiny, aren't they, year seven? Uh, yeah, 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 exactly. So, the, yeah, they're more likely to potentially encounter all those kind of secondary school dramas, I think, mm. as well. Yes, and I think it's likely that Lexi will have some sort of drama at secondary school because there always is. One thing at the start of the week, when this is when they're kind of saying goodbye to Lexi and sending her off, um, we saw Matt, uh, Mia for the first time yeah. in ages and ages and ages. I didn't recognize her, and I thought that they'd recast like Bailey or something because those two were getting on all right at one point. We haven't seen Bailey in like a hundred years, got like Bailey's nope. like middle aged by now. We haven't seen her for that long, yeah. Um, but it seems that those two are kind of created a little bit of a friendship. Obviously, they're going off with Amy as well, so there's a little kind of friendship group going on with some of the younger kids, which is quite nice. Yeah, I know. I would notice that with me. At first, at first I was like, oh, they've recast I, Bailey. And then when she turned yeah. around and we saw her face, I was like, it's me. 
Yeah. Yeah, because Mitch was talking to her and saying, are you already, baby? Like, and all that kind of thing in his Mitch yeah, fatherly yeah. type way, which is why I thought it was Bailey from behind. And because they yeah. hadn't shown her from, like, she was standing, like, to work with her back to the camera. And I was kind of like, yeah. I think we cast Bailey. And then realised who it was. But, yeah, I don't know. Uh, and she's... But she's right tall now as well. Oh, she is, yeah, because kids do that, don't they? This is the thing when yeah, you take a massive gap between, between kids having, like, no episodes for ages and ages and ages. You return to them and suddenly they're about 11 foot tall. Yeah, yeah. Never happened to me. I never had that gross, but I'm still a bit... I was born five foot seven and I've stayed that way all my entire life. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, um, Lola has recorded a video for Lexi. Again, really, really nice to see one last kind of grasp of, da- of Daniel Harold award-winning performance as Lola you know it was it was nice as well it's quite emotional I don't think it'll be the last one anyway do you know she's just done no no yeah she's just done an entire kind of video epilogue for the entirety of Lexi's life I was thinking this and if I was in that position I would totally do that I'd be doing one for every birthday yeah yeah I'd be doing one especially like for 18th the day that you get your results like if you if you're gonna do it for, for you might as well. So I yeah. reckon there might be quite a few more yet, to be honest. Fine, yeah. no, no issues with that. That's gonna keep Daniel Harold in work for the good for the next few years, isn't yeah. it? Just record us that message for his for his Danielle. That'd be perfect. Thanks. So, yeah, I'll get the bandana out. We draw. Stick it on. Be fine. Um, but this, of course, is all quite difficult for Ben because he's realizing like I'm very much. I mean, he's not on his own, but he kind of feels on his own because he's still going through everything that he's going through. Um, they kind of return to the eating disorder thing a little bit this week because after watching the video of Lola. Alexi is obviously kind of upset and emotional and runs into her room and Ben has to sort of lure her out. Now, the way he does this is talking about, you know, oh, well, we'll eat a massive tub of ice cream and he obviously cannot eat the ice cream. You know, you get that sense and then he runs to the loo after doing it. So maybe he had some and then had to run to the loo. Callum kind of catches wind of this. So that's still very much going on. They haven't forgotten about it. It's very evident this is still very much a long journey that Ben is going to have to go on, which is good. They're doing it well. It's subtle, isn't it? They're not, yeah. you know what I mean? It's not too in your face, so to speak. Not that there'd be any issue with that, but, no, it's, but yeah. it's it's nice doing it in this subtle way, just Realistic. kind of in the background of another story as well. Like yeah. the main the main thing is that Lex is starting school, so it's nice to still see that that is going. Like you say, they're playing the long game with it. They've not just mm. gone, oh, well, he's getting counselling and that's it. So that's it. everything's yeah, which... fine. Which they would have done once upon a time. Let's be honest here. They, you know, this yeah, would have been potentially. would have been a couple of weeks of this is the fortnight that we discuss yeah. about eating disorders, and now we'll move on. But no, this is very much a key kind of factor of Ben's character at the moment, as mm-hmm. and it is as it should be, sort of showing the the ups and downs of the journey through all the way. So yeah, quite right. Um, and as well as that, he tells Jay eventually what's been going on this week with him which again was a re- i love ben and jay scenes like they're they're fantastic and the two of them are really bouncing off well together um and jay's got it because he's like well i lived with you for ages how did i not see this which is kind of similar to what callum went through when he found out about it which mm-hmm. not which was nice i thought that was really nicely handled yeah i did i think it's I think it's important to remember that that is usually what happens, though, isn't it, when people have got eating disorders? They're so good at hiding it yeah, that you yeah. wouldn't notice because no. they, they, they almost turn pro at lying, don't they? Oh, yeah. They, they, make, that previously, yeah. Hadn't they? they make sure you can't, you, you have no idea what is going yeah. on. That's the whole that's the whole point as to why it's it can be so devastating for people because they don't know how to not hide it. It's just, yeah, yeah it's, it's a sad story. Um, and... As well as that, I'm kind of worried about Jay at the moment. I feel like he's really, really struggling without Lola. Now, obviously, all the... I don't mean this negatively, actually, but all the attention on, is on Ben at the moment and kind of what he's going through and how he's kind of kind of trying to cope with being a dad whilst going through this, which, fair enough. But Jay is struggling. Like He watches 
at the end of the week, sort of the video of Lola and the, left, and the message that he left for Lexi, and he's kind of sobbing away. And you kind of feel that maybe he isn't, he doesn't know how to kind of voice his problems to Ben whilst he's going through this, because I don't think he wants to make Ben's, he doesn't want to kind of put any more pressure on Ben. I think that's it with Jay. I think he is being very Jay about everything. And he's yeah. saying, I'm the one who's got to hold everything together. So I'm not allowed to have, he's not really grieved, has he? For... I know he's had his moments, but really he's almost masking it. Mm. He needs to be the one who's on top form to make sure that Lexi's okay because she's starting school. Now he's found out that Ben's got problems. So he couldn't possibly then add to other people's issues. So I think... I think it's imminent. I think he's going to have he's he's going to get to a place soon where he's going to have to have a bit of a melt down the right word. You know. Yeah, I mean? maybe because the thing is with Jay, you know, we we've spoken about Jay's drug history in the past. You know, is it mm. maybe going to go in that area again? You I know, was we, just thinking we, that. We have discovered that it's very very easy to get hold of drugs in Walford. You know, somebody in the random club can just pass you a bag of crystal meth. We have discovered so <laughs> it's quite easy. So I don't know. Maybe, maybe that's a thing in London. We're northerners, aren't we? I know you're not oh, as yeah. northern, but I'm you not know, as north. no one's as northern as you, Ray, apart from like people <laughs> from Iceland. So <laughs> you're practically Scottish. <laughs> so yeah, it's I, I'm interested to sort of see where Jay goes from this, and I'm really pleased that they're they're playing the long game as well with Jay's grief and 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 Lexi's grief as well like this is still clearly mm. a massive part of this group of characters lives moving yeah. forwards and it's 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 nice really really nice to see well, no well, go on i think you were going to say what i was about to say go on about uh, Lexi's text message at the end of the week on yes. the notification she gets so yeah Lexi's yeah. first day at school goes well she's got uh, she's got a new friend Dorothea not heard that name before um I've she's, not heard have that you heard one. that name <laughs> Dorothea never, never in my life <laughs> i like it that's a nice name. Hello to any Dorotheas out there. With your sure, name uh, is very. There's unique. probably loads. There's probably loads of Dorotheas out there Possibly. in the world. If you're only, if you're called Dorothea, let us know, and we'll give you a shout out because I like that name a lot. And she's also very excited about the fact that she can get pizza out of a machine. I I want a pizza machine. Is that a thing? I had never. I well, didn't get that at school. I thought I thought pizza stopped being at a school lunch option Thanks when Jamie, Jamie Oliver, Oliver got involved. Remember? Yes. My school oh, lunch used to be right nice. We used to have pizza, oh, chips, cheeseburgers. Yeah. I mean, served served me well. Clearly. Oh know, yeah, but... both of us, mate. Yeah, trust me. I I <laughs> this is how I'm the svelte figure I am today. Thanks to my school dinners of chips, lasagna, pizza every single day, Monday to Friday. They were nice though. We, we oh, they were amazing. Right nice. I never understand it when people kick off about school dinners. I'm like, we on about my. Lush. <laughs> yeah, now they're like, no, we have to have vegetables now because of Jamie Oliver. I mean, I don't know if uh, any of our broad listeners be aware of who Jamie Oliver is. He's basically a, a TV chef who was who basically kicked off essentially about the what about the healthiness of of uh, school dinners. Basically, wrecked it for uh, kids of the generation above us. I think really didn't they? And they had to kind of eat yes. much more healthily at school and start and restart the debate of how disgusting school dinners are. I'm assuming he also had a big he also had a big thing about uh, McDonald's chicken nuggets as well, didn't they? If you remember? Oh, did he? I don't remember. I think that, so. Yeah. yeah, I think he was kicking. I think he was the one that was kicking off about what. Was in chicken nuggets and McDonald's. Oh yeah, no, that rings a bell actually. Yeah, yeah. and like which part of the animal it's from or something like that. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so <laughs> Lexi has yeah slightly. Um, Lexi's had a great uh, first day at school, but as she's telling this to Ben and Callum and Jay and everybody, uh, she sees a notification and it sort of tends seems to temporarily distract her. Now this might be Emma. Do we think Lex, uh, Lola's mum? She's maybe due a return soon. I think it might be. She's yeah. definitely got Lexi's number. 
It's on the cards, isn't it? And she, yeah, she um, gave Lexi her number as well, didn't she? Yes. I've not made, I've not even made that connection though, Rob. Like, I just assumed it were a school bully already or something on some social media. <laughs> yeah, yeah. In six hours, day. Lexi has made a yeah. childhood enemy. I mean, it's it's quite likely as, as well. But you yeah. never know, do you? I think this is Emma, and I think we're going to see Emma Emma's... quite soon. Yes, more likely. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it, it, the, the thing is with Emma, we like we had to kind of question why she was only at. Lola's funeral for the grand total of about five seconds like chuck some flowers at the back of the mm. room and then scurried out again so I think it's quite likely that she's going to want to I think she's going to feel like she has to kind of keep an eye on Lexi for Lola and sort of try and like the mistakes that she made with Lola and all the times that she let Lola down I think that she is going to try and kind of reconcile that with looking after Lexi much to everybody else's annoyance I suspect is how it's going to mm. go Yes, I suspect. I mean, even if she can offer some financial stability, it'd be nice in some be ways. A start. You know, yeah. without being too direct. But yeah, I can imagine that's going to start some uh, arguments along the way mm. if she does get involved. I suspect so. We shall have to wait and see how that plays out. Uh, right then, ladies and gents, next story. <laughs> so, Ree, talk to me about Reese. Like, because I love him. I really think he's one that I think he's a great comedy, funny character. Do you feel the same or do you share some of the views that some people seem to have about Reese? Kind of wish I did share those views that other people have about Reese so that we could at least like disagree with each other on something. But I'm totally with you, Rob. I love him. I think he's great. I think, I think he's great. I, think I know. Act, I think Johnny Freeman, the actor who plays him, has got amazing comic timing. And it's so rare that we get like yeah. a really genuinely funny comedy character in EastEnders. I think he's just, I think he's ace. And this was no more demonstrated by the fact. I mean, let us know in the comment section your thoughts on Reese because I'm really intrigued to sort of, because I think some people are sort of seeing, like seeing a potential darkness about him. And I even saw some people on social media saying, um, some people might not know who this is, but some people might be comparing him to John Stape out of Coronation Street. Like in terms of no. where his future's going. This is what no. I think. I don't see it. I don't see it at all. No. Sort of talking about how he's going to turn into, because of his sort of bumbling personality and the fact that he's clearly got like secrets to hide, that he's going to turn into this sort of bumbling serial killer at some point. Oh, now that you've said that though, I could like an accidental serial killer. Yeah, but I don't want that for Reese. I don't want 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 Reese to be the sort of character that has a shelf life because I feel that Reese has given Sonia a desperately needed breath of fresh air. Because Sonia was sort of just kicking around Dot's house, not really doing that much for a long mm. time. And Reese has given her a complete rejuvenation. Like, I love Sonia and Reese together. I think they're an amazing partnership. And it'd be nice for his character to stay on the square as he is at the moment yeah. without turning him into some kind of serial killer. But I can kind of see why people have said that. But I also don't see it. Well, I mean, or I'm hoping that that doesn't happen. I mean, you know, just to explain to anyone who doesn't know who John Stape is, oh god, this was this was a time and a half at Corrie, let me tell you. Oh, it was long, it, yeah. Oh, yeah, but it was it was a long old story, wasn't it, if you remember? And it went into mm. I didn't even understand it half the time. It's basically a story in Coronation Street a few years back, where it was basically this guy who was pretending to be somebody else and then he had to kind of but he wasn't like, you know, grey type of serial killer. Like he kind of just sort of kept falling into these situations where he ended up killing yeah. someone to kind of keep his secrets, but he was never really intending to be that way. As, he, as the story went along but it went into all sorts of weird convoluted directions from what I remember but yeah people are comparing yeah. it to that which I just don't I, I don't see it myself and I hope that it doesn't because I don't want Reese to have a shelf life because as well he is a, a different sort of character that we've not had on the, the show like ever like maybe mm. in some ways he maybe reminds me of Bradley a little bit in the set only in the sense that he's sort of yeah. got that, that geeky vibe about him 
which is nice again like not something we see all that often yeah but bradley weren't as um bumbly as him were he no he was just a bit innocent bradley yeah, That's, so yeah. it's it's that it's, it's even yeah. more different to what we've we've seen yeah. before. So mm, I don't know, Definitely. I don't know. But uh, so, talking of recent his comedy, I mean, I loved this whole thing with the IVF appointment. It was one of the times where the show occasionally sits its toe over the line, and I love it when it does that because it got very cheeky this week. The comedy doctor loved oh, yeah. her. I thought she was hilarious. When was the last time you ejaculated? <laughs> I was not ready for that line at seven o'clock in the morning when I watched it after finishing work. I wasn't ready for nope. that at all. No, I went either. Loved it. Um, and then, even better, was when Reese kind of had to go into the little room to give a sample and couldn't do it because he was kind of like, this feels wrong. The Sonia went in and offered him a hand. I know, that were very <laughs> cheeky. I thought, why? I mean, I don't understand his point. It would be a bit difficult. It's a bit of pressure in there, right? Going into a room and being expected to just give a sample like that. Yeah, it's not exactly a sexy environment, is it? It's what were those magazines as well? Are we supposed to what think, do you that think they were rude magazines? Were they rude? I think they might have been rude. I would look. I, yeah, my eyes weirdly went straight to the magazine, so I was kind of like, yes. "That's hard. That's hardly going to be like a copy of Inside Soap on the side, is it?" That's yeah, well, it just looked like, like hello to me. Like a copy of Cosmopolitan <laughs> or something. That's not going to be. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be. Like, but then that doesn't exactly help anybody. You know, if I went in and wanted IVF, it's not going to help me, is it? You know, I'm not going to. Yes. Oh. Uh, but anyway, so oh, Sonia decided yeah, to give yeah. him a hand. But the amusing thing with that is that the episode synopsis for for that episode actually like that, that made it into the episode synopsis. It was something like, "Oh, Sonia gives Reese a helping hand" or something like that. And you kind of don't suspect where that is going when it describes it in the episode synopsis. Oh yeah, no, no, you don't. You would not have thought that at all. Oh, very funny. I liked all that. Um, then later on, there's a little brief brief scene where we're reminded of what Reese is actually doing with the money because he takes 15,000 out of Debbie's account to pay for the the IVF treatment. So when that's obviously click, obviously not been forgotten about. So we'll return to that briefly. Um, yeah. I, I don't know where that's going. I'm kind of in, because it, it depends where they're, where they're going with Debbie. Cause I still got the sense when they first introduced Debbie that they weren't, that Debbie wasn't going to wake up. I did. Did you, I, I don't know. I don't know. I was confused by that. I would. I actually thought they're going to wake her up when we got introduced Maybe. to her, because I thought, why go to lengths to show us her properly and cast yeah. her and all of that if you're not going to wake her up? I don't know. But I then I can know. see why you would why you would show her without her waking I mean, it's up. An, it's an easy acting job, otherwise, and it just lie there. You got yeah, your yeah. eyes shut, raking TV yeah. money. Thank you very much. I could do that yeah. quite happily. Um, there's a, a moment with Karen this week that uh, confused me a little mm. bit. She makes insensitive comments about Reese because she kind of gets the sense about what's going on. So she starts taking the mick out of Sonia, saying that her eggs are powdered up. And then Reese kind of like, well, it isn't Sonia, it's me. And then she says something really weird about saying that he's the half-blood prince. I didn't get that line. No, I didn't get that either. Obviously, can... the only reference we would know is Harry Potter, Harry Potter. Right? Yeah. So can someone in the comment section explain that line to us? Because they passed both by... of us by. And I think it's important to note that both me and Rob are massive Harry Potter fans and we still yeah. don't understand not, what it means. Or if not, it's in reference to that Half-Blood Prince, is it another Half-Blood Prince? I, I don't know, because you I look online, it was something about like having, I don't know, I don't know what it is. No, I don't, that was I, just Half-Blood, not even yeah. the Prince. That's so just, that's nothing you know, to, that's if you're Half-Blood related to somebody. Uh, yeah, so that's nothing to do with respiring blanks, is it? I don't know. No, it, I, I don't know, that confused me. Um, but talking of Karen... Obviously, we mm. know Karen is, uh, no spoiler alert, but I'm sure you know that if you're listening to us. But Karen's on her way out soon. 
Mm. And did you get the sort of impression that I mean, I didn't because Karen wasn't likable this week. You know, she was sort of just being yes. quite harsh and, and 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 you know, and just not mm-hmm. being particularly nice. Wasn't particularly bothered about the fact that she'd upset Reese. So do you kind of get the impression that they're sort of just writing her as, uh, you know, not really bothering to give her that much likability because they know that she's leaving soon? It's like they were deliberately making her unlikable this week so, so that we, we won't well, be as yeah. bothered when she leaves or something. Yeah. Because I mean, were, it was a little bit out of character for her to be that harsh. I don't know if it was necessarily out of character. Like if out of anybody you know. in the square out of anybody in the square that would make that sort of mm. comment. You can you can sort of see it being Karen. But having said that, I don't think that Karen would necessarily kind of keep on at it once she'd realized that she'd upset somebody. And yet yeah, she was, that's Yeah, and then mm. she was behind the bar kind of saying, Oh, I've been silenced, I've been cancelled, and all that kind of stuff, giving Reese a nice line. Well, how come I can still hear you then? Which I quite enjoyed. Uh, and then Reese kind of goes off and has a moment with Sonia where he's sort of really feeling down about himself and sort of like, Why mm. would you want to have a baby with me? I can't even I can't even give you this under normal circumstances. So again, it's another element to Reese's character where he's kind of really kind of feeling down about himself, which kind of makes mm. me kind of think, Why is everybody why is anybody thinking that there's a real darkness to him? I don't get it. It's the money thing, though, to be fair, because when we saw him do that transfer, I did think, you're actually committing fraud now. Yeah. And it's a bit rich considering how you were about Keanu trying to do very similar. But this is the thing about it. Because we know how much he was freaking out about, like, anybody asking him mm. to sort of fiddle the books and anything, you can sort of imagine how much of a mental head mess this is for him to be doing this mm. on his own. Like, I can imagine that this is absolutely tearing him up inside having to make this happen, surely. Yeah, we're just not seeing that though, are we? But maybe he's that's we're not seeing it because he's trying not to overthink it himself and he's just got I've just got to do it. I've just got to do it. Otherwise I'm never gonna have a kid. And this this is the circumstance I'm in. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's not the end of it though. No, not by any stretch. So obviously we've this is the IVF seems to be sort of playing out and it looks like this might be Mm. I don't know whether this is gonna be a case of they're gonna keep doing this until Sonia finds out the truth and then it's gonna stop, or whether it's gonna be too late for Sonia to find after she's found out whether she's gonna Mm. get pregnant or or what or what happens. I don't know. Have you seen some theories that some people have said online that um maybe his wife had some eggs frozen beforehand and somehow he's gonna get them um (laughs) what? (laughs) No. Yeah. That maybe Debbie had some eggs frozen beforehand, and then somehow he's going to trick Sonia into having those eggs implanted instead, and he'll act- and then she'll actually be carrying Debbie and Reese's kid. That's... Oh, have you not seen that? No, yeah. that's mad. Yeah. I mean, that would I don't be know dark. how you do that. Uh, no, unless, I don't even know. unless I don't even they know do discover possible. that Sonia, unless they discover that Sonia's eggs aren't, you know, fertile, and then I'll he goes, "Oh, it. well, actually, now I'm thinking about it." But yeah, I've seen that thrown out there. That would be odd. That would be very, very odd. I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. Let us know in the comment section what your views are and everything that's going on with Reese, Sonia, this storyline. Um, thought about Karen as well. Do you think that there's, they're going to try and start making her a little bit more likable before her exit? Or is this literally just the Karen we're going to get? Stick them in the comment section below if you're watching on YouTube. <laughs> Okay, so next up, we are talking about Stacey, Theo and Lily. And I think what we'll do is, because obviously the Lily stuff sort of branched out on its own a little bit halfway through the week when she gave birth to Charlie. Uh, so we'll talk about that after we've discussed the Stacey and Theo stuff. Uh, all is out. Everybody knows what Theo is and who he is because he decides to come around to Stacey when he gets a job at Walford High as a kind of permanent teacher. I mean, he's really putting himself... This is dangerous now, if you really think about, like, 
what he actually is, who he is, and where he's now put himself. Like he's giving himself access to Lily, like really, really easily. Um, he basically reveals himself to Stacy this week, so to speak, as in like who he is, not like you know, flashing. Yeah. You know? <laughs> not yet. Uh, not yet. No, I wouldn't be past him. Um, because Martin uh, has gone to Essex with Eve to talk about talk to that receptionist we met like weeks ago, who told who first kind of gave the impression that something was off about Theo, mm. uh, and she reveals that Theo's well, kind of ex that she was she was basically like he's basically had a some sort of relationship with her best friend, and then it all went wrong from there, and he just became utterly obsessed with her, and effectively drove her to suicide, which is was, was a, a a turn I wasn't expecting her to take. Like wow. Yeah, I know when she first said, oh, sorry, she's dead, I was like, what, he killed her? And then when they said suicide, I was like, oh, wow. Well, I thought it was going to go into the direction of, like, she was going to, she was basically hiding the fact that it was her, that she had been the one that was in the relationship. But then she kind of came out with that, and I was like, oh, dear. Wow. Mm-hmm. Um, and it kind of, it, those scenes were kind of playing really well with what was going on with Stacey and Theo at the time, because Stacey is sort of, as she has been throughout this entire thing, just utterly oblivious, uh, and was quite happily sort of having a nice evening in with Theo, celebrating the fact that he's got this job and talking to him about like, how come you are single? Come on, you're a seven, seven yeah. and a half at least. I mean, if I was, if I was called a seven and a seven and a half, I think I'd stop stalking that person, like rude, absolutely rude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in it. Yeah. Seven, seven and a half. Um, and so once they found this out, Martin is kind of desperately trying to get hold of Stacey. He's like, <laughs> and I like, text text Stacey and says, mm-hmm. uh, so uh, Theo's your stalker. So do you want to be careful if you see him? Like, maybe don't talk to Theo ever again. Theo sees this message because Stacey's out the room. Uh, and because Lily's in labour at the time, but we'll come back to that. Um, and kind of, I think he's got, he basically works out, well, I've got my back against the wall now. I need to basically just reveal who I am and try and work it out from there. So he reveals to Stacey. And still, even though he's basically turned around to him and saying, yeah, I'm your stalker. I'm the, I'm Edmund. I'm the bloke that you were talking to online for ages. And Stacey's like, you, don't be ridiculous. No, can't be you. The penny, the sound of the penny dropping could be heard from space when she eventually works it out. <laughs> Lacey Turner were amazing in that scene. Like, her facial expressions and how she were, like, laughing and then all of a sudden, like you said, the penny dropped and mm. she were like, oh, what? Yeah, I know. And then it was just all going round in her head, like, piecing it all together. Horrible as well. Yeah, I mean, Lacey Turner gives Oscar-winning performances just by ordering a G&T in the Vic. You know, she's incredible. Yeah, totally. Um, yeah. But it's just, it was just the length of time it took between her actually working out what he was saying before you know she was like nah can't be you no (laughs) come on stacy for god's sake um but she does eventually kind of trip kind of twig as to what he's saying and is then terrified because she realizes that in front of her is the bloke that not only sent her all those messages but sent her underwear broke into her house and tore up all her clothes threatened her made her feel that she was being watched left right and center like this bloke absolutely sort of wrecked her life and you can sort of see like how he might have done the similar thing to this other poor woman that he was getting involved Mm. with dangerous yeah it's it's, i don't know it's all a bit oh it's a bit icky in this entire scenario at minute where are we at with the joel goldberg comparisons at this point ray um very no it's still very one of my friends actually messaged me saying what's with this pound shop joe goldberg and i'm like do you know what actually yeah, yeah i see that uh, it's still yeah it's still very joe goldberg he's not actually, put her in a cage yet 
Well, I was just going to say, I think at this point, this is when Joe would be putting her in a cage because now the secret's well, out. It'd be to, yeah, it'd be well, cage time. So, see, the thing is, at the start of the week, we were sort of thinking, right? Well, because before this week, we're sort of like, well, Theo's definitely a suspect for the Christmas for the Christmas Day death. Surely, like he could be on the floor Christmas Day yeah. quite easily. And mm. then, you know, Monday comes around, and you and you know, the secret's out. Stacey works out who he is, and she's mm-hmm. basically gets him out of the house. And you're sort of thinking, right? Well, how can he still be around at Christmas? How can he possibly? Mm-hmm like kind of survive past here and be dragged out till Christmas. The way that you do that is to turn to Warford police. Because if you need something not to be investigated, you turn to Warford police. <laughs> I thought crap. it were too do you know, I thought it were too good to be true because when Stacey first went, they were very empathetic and very nodding along and I thought, oh but all right, I'm surprised they're actually taking her seriously and they're going to do something doing their about job. it. Surely not. What's going on here? And then, of course, they pull him in and then we realise, ah, no, that was too good to be true. Yeah. Definitely. I mean, okay, so let's talk about that side of things. I mean, mm. I mean, where are we at reckon with the realism of that? Do you think it would be that simple for Theo to sort of cover his tracks like that and for the police to be like, sorry, nothing we can do? Yeah, actually, I do. Unfortunately, yeah. it's the sad world that we live in, yeah, I can imagine him saying it is literally your word against his. I mean, perhaps if Stacey had kept some of the evidence, she chucked a lot of it away, didn't she? Did she yeah. ever ring the police when... Um, she never did. No, this is the first time. Someone broke into a bedroom. No, right. this is the first time that she's been to the police about it. Uh, and, you know, all she did last time was change the locks. And obviously mm. Theo managed to get himself a key. And again, this was the other thing that kind of took Stacey so long to work out. It was the fact that there's a scene oh, earlier yeah. in the week where she's come downstairs and talking to Lily. And she realises that someone's in the kitchen. And she's kind of walking up to this really mm. tense sequence where she's kind of walking up to the kitchen really scared. And then just walks in and Theo's just sort of preparing dinner, <laughs> pouring her wine and all that kind of thing. And she's like, oh, it's you. Oh, that's all right. How did you get in? Oh, the door was on the latch. Fine. No issues about the fact he kind of just walked into their house. Like, she doesn't care yeah, about that. Oh, honestly, Stacey, love. I mean, obviously, the thing here is the fact that we're supposed to believe that Theo has just worked his magic on her. And so to the point that she absolutely trusts him. And maybe that just wasn't made clear enough at times because there have been times when you sort mm. of, you're watching and you're sort of like, oh, come on, Stacey, for Christ's sake, you're not this stupid, surely. It's, yeah, but she's got so much trust in him that she just couldn't even. Yeah. We're even a suspect in her mind, I guess. We're a yeah. I don't well, know. yeah, she has been quite naive, hasn't she? Throughout quite this. naive, but never mind. So obviously everything's out now. Uh, so she talks to the police. The police can do nothing about it, and so Theo is able to just kind of walk around freely. He's still hanging around the house, um, still watching things. Uh, and then at the end of the week, he makes his next move where he is ringing the estate agents and saying, oh, can I get the flat that's next door to Stacey, please? I'm going to move in there. Whatever he's got planned here, he's going to have difficulty with because Freddie and Harvey both want to rip his head off. Phil's on standby with his baseball bat. Jack's two doors down. And all the slaters know who he is. So Yeah, but what... this could be... this could That could work in his favour if people do go for him. Then he can play the victim, can't he? And go, oh, these people are attacking me because of Stacey's lies. It might would... all work in his favour. But would the police not kind of turn around and say well why have you moved here then if that's the situation like is he, how is he going to get around that because, because he's just got a job at, he's, he's just got a job at walford high so why would oh, you not go and move yeah, on but, come on london's a big place you know why would you have to live there you know it's easily i'm not being funny he... but met police aren't going to be like oh well <laughs> you shouldn't hurt. come on I mean, this is the thing. You could sort. You could easily check out the fact that right. So that you moved into this house after we spoke to you about this. Like that's surely kind but of it, suspect. But he's not. But he's not breaking the law, is there? There's literally nothing they can do because I think 
what they would say to Stacey is she she basically, and I'm not victim blaming here whatsoever. I'm saying yeah, yeah. what the police would be saying, which is appalling, but this is how they'd handle it. They'd have said, you should have come to us when the stalking first started happening, and then they would have told her to keep a log. And then maybe, because everyone just likes written down proof for everything, don't they? Then maybe they could have had a bit more evidence against him. But right now, it's literally her word against his. He's doing nothing wrong by moving in. But like, not even Jack can do anything about this. And like, Jack kind of hints at him last week, like, look, we, listen, we can mm. both play the system here. I mean, two coppers live on that square. And like, so, and it's still not going to have any impact on him kind of being caught for any of this. It's mad. Um, I wonder where this is going to leave uh, the situation with baby Charlie, though, because you kind of got hints a little bit this week from Jack that he's sort of like, well, look, listen, as long as my grandkid's safe, then, you know, all good. I'll stand, I'll kind of stay. But, I feel like Jack is now going to step in and say, no, well, no, Charlie needs to live with us. And that's then going to cause issues issues between the Slaters and the Brannings because Jack's mm. logic will be, well, I'm a copper. So at least if the baby lives with me, he'll be more safe than he is with a psycho trying to break into your house constantly after Stacey. You know, I think that's going to cause mm. issues. I didn't think about that, actually. All I'm thinking is Stacey needs to get some CCTV cameras that are all around her property right now, whether mm. somebody can fund that for her. Yeah, maybe. Maybe that is what Jack will do. I won't be surprised. I think he will, because I think that's the sort of thing that Jack would quite happily do. Because Jack's kind mm. of quite, not possessive over his family, but he's kind of got that sort of macho-ness about him. and goes, no, I, the baby's much safer with me because I'm a man and I'm a copper. And so, yeah. And it's my grandchild, yeah. so I've got as much right to say where, you know, that's the sort of the Jack way. It's kind of going with, like, bull in a china shop and sort of taking and trying to take charge. I think that's what's going to happen, I suspect. I don't know. We'll Possibly. see. But yeah, Theo is apparently moving moving in next door to the Slaters. So a long way to go with this, which kind of theoretically means that this could still play out until Christmas and leave Theo on the floor Christmas Day and make Stacey a killer. Well, now I think it is Theo, but then it just constantly changes who it could be. Oh, God, well, it could be Theo, definitely. On top of that... Oh, yeah. On top, yes, on top of that, we also finally got another six trailer this week. Stacy's mm. trailer has been revealed, and so we've now got Denise's and Stacy's trailer months apart. But with they, you haven't forgotten doing these trailers, so maybe then they're, they're going to sort of drop the other six trailers in, like across the coming months leading up to Christmas. And interestingly, the trailers are linked because there's a shot of glass breaking at the end of Denise's trailer, which then leads into Stacy's trailer. So clearly, there's a sort of story being told through the trailer. So you kind of wonder if, when the last trailer is revealed, is that going to reveal something new? Maybe like the seventh, Oof. if there is going to be one, or maybe some other elements of a story we are yet to discover. This is just amazing, isn't it? I love what, it. honestly? I mean, the fact that the girls went, I mean, the end, but bring up the NTAs again. The fact that the girls all went dressed in this, it were not in their six outfits, but in their colours to the colours. NTAs was amazing. But as well as that, the cufflinks were doing the tour at the NTAs as well. Like, oh, some yeah. Of the, yeah. Some of the blokes were like taking pictures of the cufflinks, like looking all mysterious. So it was just genius, genius bit of marketing from EastEnders at that point to sort of mm-hmm. put it all as public as they could possibly make it. Oh, and by the way, obviously, seeing as we've won all these awards, do you want to look at this massive storyline we're doing at the same time as well? Oh. Genius. Brilliant, genius. So, yes, go on. Sorry, one little thing. You might call it a mad theory. It's not really a theory. I would but... never dare to call any of your theories mad, Ray. Wouldn't dare. <laughs> not anymore. Not anymore. Get, Thank no, you. I, I Thank get told you, off for doing that. Yeah, everyone's sticking up for you, saying me that saying all your theories are mad. I wouldn't dare dispute anything you ever say ever again. Go on. What have you got for me? 
Well, it's not a theory, but I did notice that I think it was Lily and it was definitely Stacey and Kat were wearing red on Thursday's episode. And okay, thought, yeah, yeah. Is Stacey's that a color, hint yeah. at something? Anyway, There's an interesting thing. Just if you look... it. No, 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 not at all. Because if you look, um, we obviously did a little interview with Macy Spackman from the Metro, who has, if you want to go look, follow Macy Spackman on Twitter, uh, she has got the most in, the most conclusive kind of gathering of all the clues for the sick story. On uh, She's done an article that she kind of keeps adding to at the Metro, so give her a follow. Uh, and she, when I was talking to her, she said that Stacey very often wears red when she's sharing scenes with Theo. So that is the sort of clue that they throw in. And Stacey's colour mm. is obviously red. Um, mm. So, yeah, that's interesting. So maybe, 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 maybe. But I think this is definitely leading us to think that Theo is definitely, officially, I think, if they release a trailer of Stacey after this week, it kind of officially puts Theo as a suspect for the floor. Maybe it, I yeah. think the Denise thing officially put Ravi as a suspect for the floor. Mm. Uh, and now we're going to kind of get weeks where the rest of the week, the rest of the time up to the Christmas Day mystery sort of reveals which man is connected to which woman. Yeah. I think, I have a feeling I suspect what Kathy's week is going to be, which would be the fire week that's upcoming. Yeah. And that would mm-hmm. presumably maybe put Rocky in the frame for that because um, something we didn't mention is the fact that Rocky is clearly kind of quite stressed with what's going on with um, everything yeah. with being homeless and the fact that Ian's taking the businesses off them. So it kind of really cements the idea for me that Rocky is going to set fire to the cafe when that mm. happens. And then that's going to, Kathy's going to work that out. And that's going to be Rocky's kind of way to be on the floor if that's what happens. And Kathy's man. Yes, we shall see. Right. So that was the Theo stuff. Uh, we should now move on to talking about Lily and the arrival of baby Charlie. <laughs> So, final discussion of the week, and the patter of baby's feet has finally arrived in the Slater house. Little baby Charlie is here, and she's a cute little baby, isn't she? Cute as a baby. So cute. Um, she's named after Charlie XCX. It will not surprise anybody who has ever listened to a single podcast that we have ever done that I have no idea who this is. <laughs> Do you? Do you have a clue who she is? I don't know. Well, I did. Yes. I knew that she was a singer, but I didn't realise that I actually knew her songs until uh, we were discussing this f- um, before we started recording. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I do know who she is, actually. So, yeah, there you go. I'm so rubbish with music and all that kind of thing. I, I didn't have a clue. Um, but she responded uh, on because somebody tagged her in the idea of the, uh, the fact that she'd been this kid had been named after her. And she was kind of like, yeah, that's exciting. So, yeah, she likes it. So, yeah, it was all lovely. Um, but it's still nice to be, for the kid to be named Charlie. Like, even though the reasoning is out, it still kind of feels like it's sort of named after Charlie. You know, yeah. so it, that's nice. That's nice. Um but yes, so whilst all this madness is going on with Stacey and Theo and Stacey's kind of fighting off who she realises is her stalker, Lily chooses that exact moment uh, to go into labour. <laughs> yes, of course. So, I mean, just to kind of wring as much drama out of the situation as they possibly can. Um, Lilia Turner, absolutely incredible this week, I thought. Like, that kid is amazing. She were outstanding. Like I actually mm. can't believe how well she did at performing those scenes. She were really next level with that. Yeah, Her age I mean, as well. That's something else. Yeah, amazing. Like I, I would imagine that labour scenes are not easy to do for any actress. Uh, and she absolutely knocked it out of the park. I thought she was fantastic. Like amazing mm-hmm. performance. Like she fits into that Slater clan so well, doesn't she? Like she can go head to toe with any of them. It's brilliant. Yeah. Um. 
so the, when the baby gets taken to uh, the hospital, you get the sense quite quickly that Lily is struggling. Mm-hmm. It does seem like that, doesn't it? We're getting... It's weird because when they say when you have a baby, you know, you might not bond straight away. And something that I think that they've hinted at with Lily is that she's potentially had quite a traumatic birth experience. Mm. Now, with traumatic birth experiences, I mean, I don't know most birth experiences can't be traumatic in some way, to be honest. But it links to postnatal depression. So you are a lot more likely to experience postnatal depression if you've had a traumatic birth experience, which even I think Martin and Jean have mentioned that to Lily. Yeah. Um, She doesn't seem like she's bonding too well uh, with Charlie at the minute, does she? No. I mean, I got the sense that it was more the fact that she was... 13 and terrified you know rather than it being I mean I could be wrong but I got the sense that it was just a case of this little girl essentially Mm. like for the first time really like the the fact that she I think it all kind of landed for her this week you know Mm. once she's gone through that traumatic birth um, which again for any kid you know who birth apparently I'd say apparently like birth is like giving birth to a kid you know, it hurts and it's mm. traumatic and it's difficult. You know, no matter how rewarding it might be once the baby's placed into your hands, you know, mm. they say that all of that completely disappears once you've got the baby in your hands. But for a 13-year-old girl to go through that is a lot. Um, and I think it really hit home for Lily this week. Oh, my God, I'm a mother and I have no idea what I'm doing. Well, can I say that even if you... 32 and have a baby yeah. you still have that realization <laughs> when bet. they get here i bet so let alone let alone being 13 and in that position yeah, yeah definitely i mean i know what you're saying i definitely think there's that there's also once you i mean i'm saying the personal depression thing it'd be too early to know that anyway because once you've given birth you go, sorry, I'm a bit digressing, but it. it's kind of relevant. No, go for it. Once you've given birth, it can take your hormones a few weeks to readjust. So you get mm-hmm. something called the baby blues. If anyone's had a baby, you'll have heard of this. Yeah. So like I say, it's your hormones readjusting. You're very emotional. You might be sad, like I think Lily's showing signs of. I don't know, though. It's like you say, is it just that it's all dawned on her and she's going, oh, I don't have a clue what to do? Or are they heading down a personal depression storyline, which is what I'm expecting okay they've also got the mental health history with Jean and stacy that runs in the family so yeah, it wouldn't yeah, be that yeah. unusual for lily to be going down this route yeah i mean we've had obviously stacy went through the uh postpartum psychosis storyline when she last gave birth that was yeah. one of stacy's most incredible stories like that was that every, mm-hmm. that wasn't it that didn't even that i remember that story didn't even feel like a soap opera that felt like a tv drama it was phenomenal mm. and lacey turner was outstanding during that story um yeah, I mean, they, they've they kind of referred to... like Lily's been sort of self-aware about the mental health history of her own family a little bit mm-hmm. over the past couple of years, hasn't she? Since this Lily came into play. Yeah. Um, which has been a fascinating aspect to it. I've all, And I've always kind of thought that, you know, especially when Jean was having her episode and Lily was sort of taking some of her medication. I loved all that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I wonder, you might have a point, It's it could be, it could be but I, I kind of suspect that it's more along the lines of like she just doesn't know what she's going to do and she's going to have real difficulty connecting to the baby whether it's through postnatal depression or whether it's just through the fact that you know she's 13 terrified and despite the fact that she's got like in in a lot of ways she could not be in a better position as to 
having this kid with all of that support around her. She's got a huge amount of support around her. All the Slaters, you know, all the Brannings, like they all want to be able to have a hand in this to make it okay. Like she's safe. She's not like she's sort of been abandoned and she's on her own with this. Yeah, but that, that might add to yeah. So there's something else called mum guilt as well. Yeah, and that might actually, even though people will be supportive, it might actually make her feel more guilty about the fact that she's not able to do all these things and that she's relying on all these people. Mm-hmm. Also, talking about like getting that bond with your baby, that is a huge part of postnatal depression. Like that yeah. is one of the biggest things. So I, I personally think that's where they're headed. Interesting. I did wonder about the psychosis as well, though, um, and whether they're going to head that way. But yeah. I wonder if she's a little bit young for that yet, because I feel like when yeah. they were they were kind of throwing around the idea of Li- of Lily at, at some point, sort of uh, maybe having bipolar as she gets older. I think it's a little mm. bit too early in her life for her to be diagnosed with. It. I might be wrong here, but I think I I let a look online about that sort of thing. And I think it's a little oh, bit early right. in Lily's life to be. I don't think you get diagnosed with bipolar until you're a little bit older. Because if you remember, so when Stacy was diagnosed, she was mm. about um, like kind of. 18 19 or something like that i think so i think it's a little bit older oh. before you get you get given or before why like though that is can... that is that medically or is Could it be. because they don't or is it because they just don't diagnose it until that age because you don't realize a, a bit of both i think um oh, like no. i say i might be wrong and please correct me in the comment section you will uh, <laughs> um it's uh, yeah I, I don't know i don't know but it's interesting um ricky mm. meanwhile seems quite yes. happy with it like Ricky's quite happy, sick to have a baby. Sick. Apparently, I did like that scene where Ricky first arrived into the ward, and they just was just two teenagers together. All right, all right, yeah, I suppose had a baby. Yeah, that's a cool, sick. Yeah, <laughs> I do wonder. Honestly, sometimes I wonder how they even made that baby. We how they are with each other. They don't, yeah, I mean, they're quite fond of each other. You get that, so, yeah. You know, yeah. I, I, you don't get the impression that they're necessarily boyfriend and girlfriend exactly, but they're sort no. of, you know, they're, they're quite fond of each other. And I feel like Ricky mm. is doing his best in, within his own capabilities of sort of being there and he's quite enjoying the novelty of like yeah. you know oh it's my daughter this is well sick isn't it this is cool you know like and video calling yeah. her and all that kind of thing so that's nice so yeah. she's got that side of things and obviously ricky i think is the thing is ricky is a is a boy at the end of the day isn't he he's got his he's got limitations i think as to how emotionally invested and involved he's going to be on the lily side of things you know mm, he's got a definitely. lot to learn as well i mean this is the danger of you know the kids being so young when this is happening and there has been some criticism about this story in terms of you know whether they've really shown the realities of someone in lily's position throughout the pregnancy i mean what do you think on that front do you think it's been covered well enough on that guard do you know what i had a friend at school who was pregnant we were 15 and she was pregnant at school mm-hmm. and i would actually say it's been quite compared to my friend it's been quite a realistic portrayal because i don't think it sinks in until you've had the baby anyway which is kind of what they've shown lily's just been merseying along with a bump getting bigger and bigger so i don't know what else they they could have done done. realistically i think yeah i think you're saying it from the age perspective and the saying that you'd have more health issues and yeah things like that but you might not though either like everyone's different yeah it's quite realistic to not have them yeah, I mean, I've I've enjoyed it for what it is. Um, you know, the, it's always a risk, I think, to do this sort of storyline with a kid that's so young because this is basically the start of like this is Lily now for the rest of her life. Like this is sort this is you know Lily's now I'm not going to mm. have any of these sort of normal kid experiences that you have growing up. Um, which in itself is quite interesting because you sort of wonder how is Lily going to react to that? You know, as the realities of this kind of set kind of mm. come home to her every single day. 
you know, and as each day goes by, you know, she's going to see her mates going out and doing kid stuff. And she's sat at home, you know, trying to stop this baby from crying up to her ears and nappies and sort of all, and all that sort of mm. thing. So it's, it's interesting, even though she's got all this kind of family support around her. And I loved that scene where, Jean was sort of well, the first two scenes I loved with through with this scene. First of all, was the scene where, where Stacy, Jean, uh, Lily, and baby Charlie were all on the slate, were all on the bed together. And you're just looking at this four generations of Slater women, it's beautiful. No other yeah. soap can do this sort of thing because no other soap embraces its own history like EastEnders does. It's amazing. I love that. that scene. True. Loved that scene. Um, and again, that scene where Jean was sort of introducing the baby to everybody in the family and sort of like, Welcome to Walford. I mean, take yeah, your bets I now. Love that one. I always like to do this with a baby. If we see this kid growing up, what kind of kid do you think this is going to be? Are we going to have a super bitch? Are we going to have a slack of the heart? Are we going to... Have... <laughs> Where do you reckon this kid's going to end up in about 15, 16, 20 years' time? I think she's just going to be super gobby, if I'm honest with you. It's a Slater woman. It's more than likely. Mm, more than likely. That's it. Yep. So, yeah, this is interesting. Go on. However, mm. Whitney came to visit Lily yes. at the hospital, didn't she, Rob? She did indeed, three. <laughs> you could see Whitney. I was feeling it actually watching mm. babies still laid there crying, and I'm like, someone pick that baby up. Like, it's like the instinct of the mother, like you hear a baby crying, you're you're triggered almost. Like, oh. <laughs> but Whitney was like that. I thought we saw that in Whitney. She was sat there like, and I think that's why she was like, I'm gonna have to get up and do something yeah. because obviously Lily's not feeling it. Stacey were preparing a bottle, Martin were just observing. And Whitney was very mother motherly with the baby, which she would be because it's a instinct in nature. But can mm. we say the spoiler alert here right now? No, yeah, we, but we might as well. We've done it with everything else, yeah. <laughs> so obviously we know Whitney's leaving. Yes. There's been a few theories that is she going to leave with Lily's baby? And after this, seeing yeah. that scene, it does. Do, do we think that could be where it's headed? I suspect this might be the start of Whitney's exit storyline, if I'm honest. Yeah, I think yeah. this might be where it's going because you get the impression with the whole Zach and Whitney thing that Zach, even though Zach's son have gone, yeah, all right, cool, we'll do that. We'll, we'll foster, we'll adopt, you know. You kind of get the impression that it won't take very much for Zach to change his mind on that front. And I can feel, I can sense that Whitney might get more attached to this kid as lily becomes more detached to the kid so yeah. i think those two might work in tandem together and whitney may well go off into the sunset with baby charlie xcx <laughs> you know it's yeah. a possibility it is a possibility which is which... why sorry i was just gonna say which is why i think it's definitely heading down the first part of depression way maybe as well maybe 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 i mean it's interesting but what would you i mean what what do you think in terms of like would you like to see Lily kind of going through this whole chapter of like becoming a mother and kind of getting over the fact that she's 13 and getting over the um, possible postnatal depression and becoming a mother? Or do you think it is going to literally just be a case of we're going to stop that now, Whitney can have the baby and off Whitney goes and that's going to be the end of that? I kind of hope it isn't that, that it's Whitney takes the baby because otherwise it feels like Lily getting pregnant is a bit of a pointless storyline. I know that might sound harsh and belittling it, but you know, oh, did you really think it through making a teenager get pregnant again? Like, mm. it's happened, hasn't it? Many times well, on soaps. I mean, we're referring to coronation to quite a lot this week, but I'm sort of yeah. reminded of Faye Windass. Yeah, Faye Windass and Coronation Street. Like mm. she, I think she was a similar age to Lily, I think. It was around that age, Possibly wasn't it? a bit older, yeah. A little yeah. bit older, I think, but not that much older. And so she had mm. a baby, and then very quickly, 
um, that baby went off with the dad and it was kind of like, well, what was the point in any of that? You know, because it's not yeah, like exactly. they ever refer to the kid ever again up until she's come mm. back recently, I think. Yeah. Um, so I, I agree with you. It kind of would take away from what the story was supposed to be in that regard, wouldn't it? Yeah, it would. But alternatively, if we do go down that route and we see it overcome it and then she starts bringing the baby up. Okay, brilliant. It yeah. does feel I like... I don't know, Whitney's... I just don't like... Yeah. Uh, it does feel like Whitney might be involved in this a little bit heavily leading up to her exit somewhere along the line. I don't know. It's, I mean, to be fair, though, that opens up quite easy. That, that leaves the door wide open for Whitney as well, which is how it should be. Whitney should definitely not be killed off. So I feel like that might be a good way for Whitney to kind mm. of come and go as if and when she does. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not sure. Yeah. Interesting. Agreed. Um, a few other points from this week. Um, Ricky has decided to change his name uh, from Mitchell mm. to Branning. That's quite a big point, I think. That's nice. And um, Jack was very moved by that. Some really nice family scenes during this week, I thought. Like um, that scene where they were all kind of gathered around the bed, like ignoring all the, you know, stalker drama. There was some real heart in this mm. side of the story, I thought. It was really, really yeah. like, nicely written and kind of really kind of looked back. There was a lot of that overall this week, you know. Not only that, but you know, earlier in the week with um, Ian and Martin, when they were just when we were looking at Bobby and discussing about Pauline and the comparisons, yeah. and Ian was like, "It suddenly makes sense to me why they were interfering because it was in our best interest." There was so much of that this week, which I yeah. loved. It was just again the show referring back to its own history and having the ability to do that, which is obviously the danger you have when you kind of killing kids off left, right, and centre that you sort of lose that aspect that you can refer to. Um, you can you can look at a character's kid and then sort of refer back to that character's own history. So mm. yeah, there was some really nice moments of that this week, I thought. Yeah, definitely. Yes. Um, the only other thing was Sam got a mention this week. Um, yeah. She sent a basket. God knows what was in this basket. And having Sam, it was probably vodka. Uh, and <laughs> the but apparently couldn't make it. And it felt like this was the sort of week where Sam would return. Because we know apparently it's been confirmed that apparently Sam is returning at some point soon. But you could have thought that this would be the week yeah. where she would come back. So when is she back? It's a weird... I know, it's a weird one, isn't it? We know that she's coming back. I think it's towards the end of the year that she's coming back. Apparently. Um, mm-hmm. Seventh. Oh, but oh. I, that's, that's what I'm wondering. But I don't know. It all seems a bit odd with the Sam stuff, actually. Because then we had... Obviously, Ricky lived with her earlier this year. And now he's denouncing his Mitchell name, changing it, because she's not here. So why would she be coming? I don't know. I don't understand what's going on with Sam and where that's headed. I want her back soon because I miss Sam. Because Sam hmm. was amazing when she was around. So I'm, yeah. there's a lot for her to be getting on with when she's back, you know, with all this. With all this. So I, I want Sam back ASAP. Um, anything else to cover this week with this? I, I loved it. I thought the whole kind of Lily giving birth thing was really, really well done. Really nicely written. Some gorgeous family stuff. Well, the only thing that I can think about is obviously they had the meeting with social services at the end of the week. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Are they going to get wind about Theo and then that's going to throw in something? Like you're uh, saying with Jack, maybe? Yeah, could, Jack give, them a, could Jack give them a call? I'd say I, I feel like Jack's going to be a bit of a thorn in this. I, I mm. can sense that's very much in sort of Jack's personality to do that. He'll be thinking that he's doing it for the best, but I think that he will... Yeah, I suspect. Possibly. I suspect Jack's. Mm. I suspect Jack's gonna jack in about all over, so to speak. Yes, uh, so we'll see. Um, gold star this week, Reed. Who's it going to? It's got to be Lily. I'm gonna say Lily as well. I think two for mm. Lily. Two gold stars for Lily. Definitely. Lydia Turner, fantastic performances. Well done, well girl. Done. Well done. Um, yeah. As usual, we will finish our podcast this week with some comments from you, lovely people. 
so started with a comment on our Instagram page this week, Rob. This mm-hmm. was left on one of the photos we uploaded of the six. Oh, yes. The ones. Oh, yes. Iconic. So, yes. Well, funny you should say that. Lana Bum has commented saying, iconic. I dreamt last night that all of the six were defending Sonia and that Reese is there on the floor on Christmas Day. Literal madness, but now I can't get it out of my mind. Reese be, being on the floor. I've not heard that one before. That's an, See, this is what I love about this sort of story. You know, some people might come out with a theory that sounds a bit out there, but this is this is what a story like this encourages because it just sends people's minds into all sorts of places. I love it. Why not? You know, the only thing with that is that Sonya's not one of the six. So if if Reese, with Reese getting away, like doing a little bit of dark stuff on the side, you know, if Sonya was one of the six, that'd be quite an obvious sort of way as to mm-hmm. how Sonya could possibly be the killer. But, I don't know, maybe, 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 you never know. What was her name? Lana Bum. Quite like that. Yes. Iconic name in itself, Lana, I will say that. Um, Who's next? Lee S. Durham on our Facebook says, I can see this nightmare called Theo becoming very intense based on the police reaction, or lack thereof. Warford Police. Lee, what do you expect? Um, It could have several threads, one of which I would find horrifying, involving a kidnapping of Lily and the baby to bargain for Stacey's love. Just one thought. I mean... The thing no. is, with you're not, no, that would terrify you, wouldn't it? It was horrifying. Leave the baby alone. <laughs> Leave the baby Char- alone. Leave baby Charlie XCX alone. <laughs> I mean, the thing is, though, you can sort of wonder where where is this Theo storyline going? Like, how mad is he going to become? Because he is already pretty unstable, like moving well, next door. I actually thought on Tuesday's episode when she just said, get him out at house, I thought that were it. And I were actually a bit disappointed. I was like, oh, is that it? It's all out and we're done. But clearly no, not. No, no, no. No, no, no. Mm. There was a moment where she looked at the knife on the floor and on the, on the side and I was kind of like, oh, 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 is this going where I think it's going? And then it didn't. Yeah. But you never know. And Maybe Theo it's a hint. Maybe it's a hint. Maybe it's a hint mm, about Theo, Theo being the, the body. Theo told the police that she threatened him with one. So that's yeah. already on record. So... She'll have fingerprints on her knife, so yeah, it's... Ooh, well, yeah. Ooh, I have to wait and see. Uh, I've got another comment from our Instagram page. Um, This is a little thread that people have started. So Tim Carney has said, Lily seems detached in the hospital scenes, to which KBHSTL has replied, I wonder if they'll explore a postpartum depression storyline, followed by Anna M. Horn 13 saying, yes, I think the storyline will take on postnatal depression. Oh, just chosen that, have you? To go along along with your theories. Just chosen those comments, have you? I see your game. Come on, Rob. Come on. You've got to back up my theories sometimes. No, I agree. I I think the thing is, I think maybe I'm maybe just kind of getting confused as to what postnatal depression actually is mentally. Like Mm. I'm looking at that and thinking, right, Lily is just too scared to know how to be a mother, but she wants to be good at it. Whereas Mm -hmm. maybe that is all sort of kind of within the umbrella term of what postnatal depression actually is. Yes. Yeah. yeah, so pretty much. in which case, then you're absolutely right. <laughs> you know, it Thanks, Ralph. Yeah, it's all right. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's a genius theory, Ray. Well done. Yeah, that's very, very good. Uh, and, I, and finally, Kathy Verhan Ketner says, This is such a good time on EastEnders. I'm enjoying each story and character so much. By the time one episode ends, I look forward to the next. The stories are rich and move along at a good pace. It all really showcases the great actors we have at EastEnders. It's quite right, Kathy. I agree. I mean, Agreed. yeah, this week again was just another week we kind of like, yeah. Best soap, of course it is. Best serial drama, award-winning, award-winning, of course it is. It's just the show feels unstoppable at the moment, doesn't it? And with and with the months coming up, that we know what's coming. We've you know the fire and the sick storyline kind of 
building up. It's just <laughs> so exciting to be a fan of this show at the moment. I cannot wait. Um, if you would like to get in touch with us using any of our social media outlets or by email, you can do the following. Curie. You can you can find us on Facebook at Albert Square After Dark, on Instagram and Twitter at E20 After Dark. You can like and subscribe on our YouTube channel, Albert Square After Dark, and find us on all your favourite podcast sites. You can drop us an email at e20afterdarkpodcast at gmail.com. And if you'd like to buy us a coffee, you can do so by going on buymeacoffee.com forward slash e20afterdark. Boom. Marvellous. That was good. That was good, good, good. Another great week done and dusted. Thank you very much for watching and for listening. We will be back same time next week. I'm not sure what's kicking off next week. Maybe mm-hmm. Alfie themed next week. There was a bit, there was a scene where he mentioned yes. that he, his results are coming next week, isn't, wasn't there? There was a brief little thing yes, with that. on Monday, so I, yeah. Yes, so I suspect we might be dealing with Alfie next week and his diagnosis. So stay tuned for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, until then, it is goodbye from me. And goodbye from me. See ya. Bye. Bye.